2: To Jeff Cameron Show, ninety three three Real Talk, Radio War Chan, TV. Happy Balls McWednesday, and thanks to our friends at Zaxby's. Big old chicken sandwich waiting on you right now at uh, one of 43 Zaxby's in your neighborhood here in Tallahassee. 43 to choose from is a lot. That's on the corner of most streets, right? Swing on by. Thick cut pickles, split top bun. Big old chicken breast, plus the platter this weekend with some spicy Zach sauce, if you're not heading to the game. If you are heading to the game, I'm sure they have Zaxby's up there, too. But
0: well, Here's hoping that on Monday, there are well over 100 Zaxby's, because I, if I recall, you said more than 100 at some point. Now, I could be forgetting. Mm. Maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe it's always been 40 plus. 43 yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm just hoping it's more than 100 on Monday, because
2: 43, it just sounds low. You're disappointed by the amount of Zaxbys in Tallahassee being 43 I don't know I just that
0: I, seems like a lot. To again me. it feels it, like it, I could be Roger Clemens, I could be misremembering things.
2: <laughs> but I feel like there was 120 at some point. I remember the old misremembering things, and we had fun with that on the show. My kids misremember things, then they claim that I've misremembered. Norvell
0: said something this week about communication and the breakdowns, and, mm. he, and he called them, we missed some
2: opportunities in communication. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that coaches do, and I laugh at this all the time, and we've always had fun with this, and now we do that Coach Speak show on Thursdays, me, Ira, and Corey, and, and it's just a reminder of this, Tom, but you and I have talked about it on this show a lot. They're so meticulous and careful about what messages they're trying to send to players, coaches, teams, fans, opponents, that sometimes if they get caught off guard by a question or they get get asked to hear a specific question about why something didn't work, they want to be careful about how they answer it, especially if they're the kind of coach that actually wants to give you an answer but needs to craft it in such a way as to not thoroughly roll his coordinator or piss off the player that made the mistake, right? Because they're going to need him. They're going to need the player. They're going to need the player to play with confidence. But he wants to give you an honest answer. Well, we actually had the right call for that, but this one player – completely ambushed everything we'd worked so hard for by not being where he's supposed to be. Now, that is a breakdown in communication and or execution by this particular player whose name I'm not mentioning. But they they want to be very careful, right? And if it's about the coordinator making a mistake or a consistent problem while well, this coordinator's been there, now they're com- combining anger with a need to try to answer this carefully. And it comes across as... A word salad, just a bunch of mumbo jumbo where they're just adding things that don't make any sense. Non sequiturs abound, all of it, because they catch themselves after each moment that they're trying to explain the thing.
0: This is a very minor concern, but I will put it on the record. That's the most Jimbo sounding Mike ever was on Monday. In yeah, his because
2: he was it was I think there were three things at play. He was mad at himself, mad at his team, and mad at his coaches. I think he was a three pronged mad. I think he was mad at himself, mad at a coach or two. I think I could name him. And he was mad at his players too. And so it's like, how do I articulate this without rolling everybody under the bus? Because I'm mad at everybody, including myself. But you had non-sequiturs, you had
0: 10 guys got it, one guy didn't. That's an oldie and a goodie. Mm -hmm. And inches. Oh, he did.
2: Don't do that. Don't do the inches thing. And don't add things that don't need to be added. We missed an opportunity to communicate. We didn't communicate. It's a better way of saying that. Well, opportunities in communication. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) We didn't communicate on the third down that you're speaking of that was converted. We didn't communicate. There you go, that, that there, there it is. Next question. Yeah, there it is. Not we didn't, we, you know, we missed an opportunity to uh, communicate. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> opportunities in communication is a textbook that's being taught yeah, at University yeah. Center D.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, I opportunities. <laughs> this is it's I'm like going to start communication sales. This. Yeah, I'm going to do this when I uh, tell Clark to clean his room. Now, Clark, on Wednesday, I asked you to clean your room. Today, it's Thursday, and I see the room's not clean. We missed an opportunity to clean our room on Wednesday. We can't go through life missing opportunities to get things done here, son. So, as I sit here on a Thursday morning noticing that you missed the opportunity to clean the room that I asked you to do yesterday, we're not going to miss it again today, are we? We're going to take advantage of our opportunities to clean the room.
0: I have a real feeling that uh alford says that because you know like yeah, remember when yeah. he first took the gig and he's like sometimes it's just pushing in a
2: chair like i could see him walking downstairs we missed an opportunity to push in this chair uh, brenda i think we missed an opportunity <laughs> there that uh, see the chair
0: brenda now, i'm gonna go ahead and we, push it in because yeah. this is it's mm-hmm. about all of us yeah. it's about all yeah. of us coming together
2: that's but, a little Ted Lasso-y. But, Brenda,
0: I think we missed an opportunity. <laughs> we missed an opportunity pushing, to push it. Well, I don't chair. know how to do Jerry Jones younger. <laughs> yeah,
2: that is so good, though. That's how you nail it. <laughs> we missed an opportunity to, to mop, Kathy. I see the floor looks a little dingy. Now, don't be too proud. Yeah, we missed an opportunity <laughs> to mop the floor now yesterday, didn't we? I know it was late, but I came through here about 6 o'clock. This floor was begging to be mopped. I think we missed an opportunity. Let's not let another day go by with these opportunities screaming out to be taken advantage of. (laughs) There's a mop right over there. Remember, there are cookies upstairs. (laughs) I just, that is one of the fun things when a coach is mad. Like, I was really listening closely to Mike and watching the facial expression. You know, I do this. Ooh, he had a weird one this week, too. Yeah, he had a couple. There's another Jimbo thing
0: you know, he was it wasn't the eyes, darting, but he no, was like he, doesn't he was do messing the eye with his he was messing with the jaw. He was like like Hammond on Han mm. underneath his breath.
2: He was incensed. I would give anything after that game, especially after he watched the film to confirm his suspicions of what he saw alive. I would really like to have been because they work and they work hard. That we will never have to worry about that with this coaching staff. They work hard. I would really uh, have enjoyed, I think, the Sunday evening we've been called back to oh. uh, the More Athletic Center. <laughs> the conversation. It's eight o'clock. You're like, well, I'll be damned, Hunna. We've been called back to the More yeah. Athletic. Center. <laughs> well, do you think they left on Saturday? Tarmac. Get in the bus.
0: Get back to the stadium. You think that they got to go in the cars and go home?
2: Yeah, because they were coming back on Sunday to have a very long okay. day. A very long day. So, roadie. get back to your family. It's going to get a good night's nice rest. You're going to be here a lot on Sunday. They walk into the room. Mike is sitting there. The manila folder is open, <laughs> the notebook. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, great. Okay, we can get started. Good to see you made it back. Yeah. Tony, we, the lights? Nobody said a word. It's just like, here we go yeah uncomfortable, I'm sure in a in a lot of ways. I mentioned on Saturday evening while we were watching Alabama and we were watching Georgia struggle, and we watched obviously our game and the you know the struggle that that was, and how you kind of look around the country and you know, hmm a lot of opportunities here. I think if you're listen, there are a couple teams that probably feel really good about themselves right about now, and one of them would be Penn State. they've played good football. Uh, Southern Cal played really good football. But everybody else has kind of had a moment where you're like, hmm, there's a bad half or that was a little weird or i are not real sure about that. And that includes Ohio State. That includes Michigan. I just mentioned Georgia. All these teams that are way up there, right? And and that includes us, obviously. And you start going through the, the playoff contenders and you know what this game means Saturday and where everybody is, it's fascinating because there doesn't appear to be a dominant team. Um, Oklahoma has had moments where they looked great, but they've also had a moment where they didn't. Um, you know, I don't know what Notre Dame is, but we'll find out this weekend when they play Ohio State. So we'll find out about both teams.
0: Yeah, that's they're fascinating. They are. Yeah.
2: I'm not sure what they are, but we're going to find out when they play Ohio State. That's true for both those teams because I'm kind of like, yep, eh, yep, don't really know. Uh, and this is guys, it's Wednesday. We can finally say it. It's a park your ass Saturday, guys. We got us a good old-fashioned park-your-ass Saturday. And I can't decide if I'm overjoyed that we play at noon for a park-your-ass Saturday. I think you are because of post-game responsibilities, but... Yeah. Yeah. The almost, kick helps. No, but I like the crescendo of ours being the best, saving the best for last. Now, I don't do a post game, so I yeah, understand that why can rot. That can, <laughs> no no no. That can go to Hell and die. We yeah. We, we can kick this thing off at ten thirty if we want to. Yeah, yeah, we could. AM Yeah. But if I will, I, I I'll I'll call out some park your ass Saturday elements here. Mm. And uh you know, it's a good times. Uh, I, Florida State, Clemson, it, obviously. Some sneaky good in here, too, in that noon slate. Sneaky good. Oklahoma on the road at Cincinnati. Mm. Kind of a sneaky good game. That could be one where you say, hey, what channel is that on? Because yeah. it's the third quarter and it's 21-all. The answer, that a game is on Fox. Mm. It is Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati, sir, hosting the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, That's a great name. Nippert. Uh, good old Nippert. Auburn at Texas A&M. Maybe. I guess. I'm going to give Jimbo the benefit of the doubt. I think A&M wins big. We'll see. That, too, is at noon ESPN. Kyle Field in College Station, Tom. Mm. Uh, Hey, Kyle. But here you go. I know you won't watch it, and I know it doesn't. You can't. You're going to be busy watching us and the other good games. But Army Syracuse is all right. It's all right. Okay. It's all right. Is it? Close game, could be a well played, hard fought contest. What time is that? Noon. It's CBS Sports noon, Network. Noon. No, that's an ACC Network classic. Oh, yeah, they want to make sure they had yeah. that one locked in. Uh, all right, maybe
0: SMU TCU. Boy, you're going to the small font on the uh, the poster. You know, all right, Colorado I mean, Oregon. There you yeah, go. Colorado yeah.
2: Oregon is a three thirty game. Otson Stadium. Oregon wins big. We feel like that's probably true. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Uh, UCLA-Utah, good game. Sneaky good. They didn't set that time until Sunday. 3.30 on Fox should be good. Rice-Eccles Stadium hosting that classic matchup right there, buddy. Salt Lake City, Utah. You could be looking for coffee for days. Uh, Ole Miss and Alabama. Okay, Mm. all right. And we've got fuel to the fire this week yeah. already with Lane. that's an elimination game is what that is mm-hmm. so we've got that. we've got mm, nah well I all of a sudden you'll watch the second ACC network game of the afternoon. You might tune in to b c Louisville maybe only yeah. just to see if well, that kid keeps throwing keeps playing yeah. <laughs> like what is he what happens now? That's the three thirty that's the three thirty. okay. At the same time, the BYU-Kansas, which is a good game. Fascinating. Very fascinating. Uh, I think you probably will, uh, well, no, nah, no, nah, okay. It, there is a little a bit of a dearth here. Now all of a sudden it gets a little, that, that window starts to get a little uh, closed off. But then you ratchet it back up when you get Washington State and Oregon State. Really good game. Yep. That, seriously, that's a really good game. Two ranked teams, two pretty good football teams. Should be fun. Looking forward to that game. And then, of course, Ohio State-Notre Dame. And then I would throw in Iowa-Penn State. Yeah. Yep. All Penn State's got to do is get to 17. Seven. Just get to seven. And they're rocking and rolling. Get to seven. You're going to be all right. I think it kind of ends there. The West Coast late-night games, not much, not a lot. No, but you listed get better. eight or nine good games there. Park your yeah. ass
0: Saturday. This is, well, the thing is, the result and I don't want it to sound like I don't love the post-game show. I love the post-game show.
2: It's okay if you don't. No, You're a I professional do. about it. No, no, no. You do a good job with it. No, I've listened not... to it. I think it's good. You Here don't have to lie to the people and tell them that you can't wait to do the post-game show. No. I, the callers are excellent. Oh, I didn't say that you're ripping the callers. I, you do a great that's job. That's why I like it. Because people are reasonable,
0: I. I it's uh, nice to remember that people can be reasonable in the age of social media and message boards. My favorite
2: know? one from last week was the guy that started the call with three straight f bombs before Gene was like, "Okay, okay, all right." We, well, that, that was me. That was yeah, Eric yeah, Angel. Yeah, I told yeah, Eric, yeah. "Hey,
0: man, you've you've exhausted the f bomb privileges for today. For today, yeah. Now, you, if you want to drop another one next week for Clemson, you, you can. Get, you get one. You get one right. to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no no problem with that, but." <laughs> When you have a noon kick, it is wonderful. And, and this is the the thing that I'm going to be deciding. I think the win or the loss will help decide if it's park my ass in a bar stool or park my ass on my couch.
2: Because if we win, I think I'm parking you may my be, ass in a you bar stool. Near you you may be out and about. Hell yeah. Well, let's catch be, up on lost time. Let's be honest here, everybody. And I've said it from the outset that this is an intriguing week it's um it's it's going to reveal some things good or bad about our football team now you might say every week does that not in this way not in this way this this is for that first set that that little grouping of four games that we spoke so much about all summer long this is to conclude that set and i don't care if it's ugly or if it's beautiful or if it's something in between however you assess it if you in that set of four 4 and 0 oh, Go have you a tall, cold one. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and exhale and feel pretty good about what's possible. I'm serious. Do that for yourself. Because there are going to be things that piss you off. There have been things that are uh, a little disturbing about what we're not doing and things I think we can do better and things we're going to have to do better moving forward and all that. But I will not bring those up. Not Saturday night. S- not Saturday night, no. No, man. You go 4-0 in those games, I'm going to leave that alone. A little Hawaiian espresso. I'm gonna- <laughs> you are
0: addicted Oh, well, that's
2: for the postgame show, but then that's going
0: to send me on my way. That'll
2: send you on your way. Because, again, guys, you got a bye week after that when you pull up the little schedule and you see 4-0 and green W, green W, green W, green W next to it. It just gives you the good warm and fuzzies, and then from there you're like, oh, bye week, I can relax, let everybody else beat each other up. I'm going to sit I got nothing to do oh. next week but to watch everybody
0: else beat each other up. And it's not a great slate. So you look for chaos and you think about how the United States
2: is up on Europe in the Ryder Cup. That's what I'm going to do. You be could. Doing. And our friends flying to the Ryder Cup as we speak. Mm. Virginia Tech, by the way, is the following game. And they're god awful, folks. Now, I know you just heard me say that about BC, but I'm going to say it again. I'm not shy. There's a home game for Florida State coming off a of bye week. Come on now. You're gonna feel good about that. I think the next time my antenna will be raised in a serious way if we're able to win this game against Clemson will actually be because of the BC game, Syracuse, yeah, physical, right. mobile quarterback that's gonna make you, make you make a play, make you be aggressive. Or you're gonna have oh yeah, stand where you're supposed to right, stand or stand where you're supposed to stand. Right. You actually have nothing but a high focus set of games save for North Alabama, once you get to Syracuse, it Mm. becomes, oh, now i got to ratchet back up. That's why you're going to exhale on Saturday if we get this win because you've got a little window. It's this post-Clemson game if you win it, if you win it, followed by Virginia Tech, uh, followed by by, followed by Virginia Tech. And then it's time to buckle in because now it's, can you be buttoned up against Syracuse? Can you play well and beat Duke? Duke's good. Duke's straight up good. You're going to have to play well. Yep. Elko will have them ready to play. In a way, we'll know how good after this weekend. Right. And then you're at Wake, which, damn it, man, for whatever yep. reason, that has to command your attention. It'll be their season. And then you're at Pitt, who you know will be physical. They don't have to be great at quarterback, and they're not, but they'll be physical, so you got to want to play, and that's on the road. Miami, I told you this before the season began, they're a better team than they were a year ago. It's not close. They're good on the offensive and defensive line right now. They're keeping Van Dyke upright, and he's making plays. Uh, I mentioned the North Alabama game. You can go ahead and not be focused, but Florida's better than a lot of people thought they would be. Yep. And And a trip to Charlotte, and then you're going to Charlotte. Good Lord willing, here we go.
0: A lot on the line, but there's a yeah. There's if the poker analogy, there's a big pot in the middle of the table right now, and you win this thing, you're gonna have all of the chips right next to you. What's
2: the post-Clemson victory meal? Ooh. I might be grilling. A brisky? bunch of seafood. A little brisky? Hmm. Well, I got to think about it. I'll have my register sausage, but I think I'm going to... Some lobster tail. Lobster tail? Yeah. On the grill, you can do them. <laughs> They're good. You can. You're
0: fired up about that. <laughs> Folks can't really see it with the camera, I don't think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> your yeah. eyes lit up. You can do it. You can. They're good. Like the flame of a gas grill. I, no, I figured out. Well, you uh, could do it. You, you, <laughs> you can. I've done it. It's good. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Chat TV. Hey, Seminoles, we all know how important it is to score in the red zone, but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone? Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family and our friend, and fellow Noel Adam Tolliver and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. Whether making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com.
1: Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com.
2: after this, time, and since we're members of the uh, media, it's fun to read stories like this. Southern California football has blocked the reporter from having access to the team for two weeks after it said the reporter violated the media policy, which the publisher has called an overreaction. In a story published for the Orange County Register and Southern California News Group, USC beat reporter Luca Evans mentioned a con- conversation freshman running back Quentin Joyner had with another player prior to meeting with the media. Said the Trojans... Uh, head coach Lincoln Riley took exception to that story and want the conversation, personal conversations amongst players being used in an article. I've never thought to do it, never brought it to anybody's attention on the show that I'm aware of other than maybe an utterance, but not a whole conversation. Where do we stand on this two week band, sir? We are Lords of all thing media, good and bad.
0: That's where I stand. Florida State, thirty-one to ten. I'm exhaling. I don't know.
2: Two weeks seems a little strong. <laughs> it seems a little strong. It's it's kind of fun um, to see these moments where uh, you know, and and a lot of the younger reporters, you have to kind of look over and be like, ah, eh, you don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's, you yeah. don't want to do that one. But it's funny, you don't know when you first start. You're kind of like, well, what can I say? I'm allowed to be out here. What? What am I seeing? Lots of people are seeing this. What can I say?
0: Yeah, I, I've seen some penalties in my uh, Ooh. thirteen years of covering Florida State. Maybe previous coaches have, you know, wielded their
2: authority. I've seen more than penalties. I've seen downright MFs dropped on sure people. Well, yeah, that's uh, yes.
0: That was Jimbo's path. He wasn't uh, like a uh, yeah. No access. We didn't have yeah. any. So. No.
2: <laughs> but he would call you. He would personally call you, yes, or he'd walk right over to you, mm. which I, kinda, I can live with, but a lot of times it was not out of the way of uh, the other people. But there, have been, there are more
0: instances of media outlets, some new, some intentionally reckless, abusing the privilege than there are of coaching incidents where I say, man, that's a little ridiculous, coach. Like There's more fouls by the media than there are by the coach.
2: I think. If a coach is open to letting media in, it is fair to say these are the expectations, this is what I will or will not allow, and then you go from there. I mean, that's because most coaches these days kind of adapt the Saban model of not allowing anybody to say anything about anything because they don't let him out there. It's ridiculous. And then all these people got paranoid. You know, Bobby Bowden was the opposite for a long, long time. Bobby Bowden let anybody watch practice if you were part of the media. And you could go out there and you'd be there from start to finish. You watched scrimmages. You watched everything. When I first broke into the business, you could watch everything. And Bowden understood when he was building a fledgling program into something that you needed to give access to people to talk about what you were building. And Mike is very similar in this way. He believes in what they teach. He believes in the way they go about it. He believes in their methodology, in short. And he wants you to document in this case, the climb. He wants you to document its players and and the good they're doing. Uh, now, there are exceptions. You're not going to report injuries and all of that. We've talked about that on the air before. But I just think it's a smart way. You want that kind of coverage. You want people also to engage in a part of this that's not talked about, which is... Using discretion, which is what comes with an appreciation and also being human. And how do you humanize people? Well, you get to know them. And how do you get to know them? Well, you're around them. So if you have people that are out there talking with you on a regular basis, getting to know the things that they're allowed to talk about, not talk about, but also see you as a human being, something other than a man standing behind a dais that I see once for 15 minutes every week, but rather I'm there every day. Now I'm not apt to necessarily be overly aggressive about the one thing I saw that may sound good for me on that day but not long-term be beneficial to access for anybody and or this program or that man
0: well it helps for yeah individuals themselves it could be coaches or players but it also helps for the nuggets that they are very paranoid about like for example you know the the philly special we ran in the bowl game how many times did we see that in camp a lot it's better that we can talk about that after it happens say oh man i watched them run this you know 20 times in camp the defense stopped the last 12 because they knew it was coming it was ridiculous how often we would run that into the teeth of the defense because they could just cheat they're not even doing anything like the defense like oh they're running the trick play again look out (laughs) and that's the fun part about it so once it happens and it's been put out there for everybody to see we can tell those stories those backstories people love a good backstory but oh they were repping this this week I remember a couple times during the watch-along last year, I was like, oh, I saw that on Wednesday. That's a good play. I didn't know if it was going to work. It worked. But, you know, that's – you get that context on, on a play-to-play basis. But then also you can tell the story of I – mean, let's say that uh, we didn't get practice access between Johnny's performance against Southern Miss and Boston College. I think it's great that we were able to report that he had two good days of practice,
2: so you could perhaps anticipate that he would be good this week at BC. Um, I think – it's also cool. Like, I'm not referencing anything about this week, but Mike's history for these games, I, I do, I, I think you can allude to this because we've seen it. These are on the field results in games. Mike's history is that in big games, in rivalry games, in games of this stature, there's at least a play or two that you haven't seen run on the season yet that gets broken out in a game like this. Where you're going, oh man, okay, they haven't shown that on tape yet. Yep, There's yep. no way so-and-so could have been ready for this. And that, that always excites me. I love coaches who, who have that, uh, the capability of understanding some games are more important than others. Mike's never shied away from that.
0: Yeah, the fourth down play to Toa Feely, we didn't see that. No, so, like, never that, saw it. There are a couple of days a week where we cannot, we can't, go cannot in, get We're not allowed to go tomorrow. And clearly, that was repped on those days that we were not there. Or, or in the scrimmages that we're not allowed to and see. And that play is freaking beautiful. It was. Oh, you're just like, nice, Listen, nice, Mike.
2: the slip screen that gets called back because Keon's blocking downfield, whether mm-hmm. it's his fault or Morlock's fault, I'm not sure, because we're not in the meeting, so I don't know the depth. But what I'm saying is now that the penalty's called on Keon Coleman, but... We had no... He was... Yeah. Yeah. Morlock
0: was more than a yard past the line of scrimmage.
2: Right. He needed to be behind the line of scrimmage on that play. Um, That stands to reason, yes. But the point is that play is gorgeous, and it's kind of indefensible. And they hadn't run it prior to that moment in the game. It's a conversion. Maybe that's the thing you didn't want
0: to put on film. I didn't want to have to
2: use that against Boston College. Thanks a lot, guys. That's a great – I think you are deducing something there that is accurate because I think – that play is awesome by the way. And it's and he knew the time in the place in the game that they had to get a conversion. You get that conversion, the game is over. Again, there's so many moments where the game is over if you don't do something dumb. And so then that happens and you're watching it and that gets called back. Now you get a punt. Well, god dog it, man.
0: We wasted that play we for no reason. Yeah, we just wasted that play. We
2: just showed the world that play and oh, by the way, it worked. It worked. I mean, hell, you get a block there. It's a walk-in, actually, but yeah. damn it, man. Or you run one yard or closer to the line of scrimmage. and yeah. I <laughs> also think – well, that's why he had the faraway stare on his face when the ref came over to explain to him why they threw the flag because at first he didn't know. Well, he was pissed. Cause he even said in the postgame, like, they didn't call it for that,
0: that ticky-tack. He thinks it was ticky-tack relative to the one yard he gets. It's over a yard. Don't block the guy downfield, man.
2: But also, he's not—he did not he didn't have eyes in the back of his head. That's why he didn't know. That's why he's mad at Morlock. Morlock's supposed to just understand. Because I think I think it is on Morlock. Yeah, but, but I'm it, saying Keon yeah. can't know he's not yeah. where he's supposed to be. Correct. So he's doing what he's supposed no, to do. Agreed.
0: I, I'm—I do not blame Keon. I misstated that. I do not blame Keon yeah. in that situation. I think that that's supposed to be a drag adder behind the line. But
2: either way, your point stands, in that Clemson now has seen it. Yep. And if you're going to give that up because you're forced to, because you've played like idiots for a half, then you might as well make that a conversion yeah. <laughs> so that we can salt the game away and not deal with the heart attack that we're all about to have. I could tell you the double pass with span, or spawn,
0: as uh, Fowler loves <laughs> to call them, yeah. uh, that was repped to death in
2: camp, but
0: it was set up before they right, ran Right, right, right. And they was didn't comp- set it up against LSU. They didn't
2: set it up at all. It turned out that Span's elite Lakewood High School athleticism led him to make a play that very few can do unless you attend LHS. Between him and, and Jordan, you've had about four of
0: those plays this year where you're like, whoa, run around, make something happen. What's going to happen? You can do Here that I against go. Southern yeah. Miss. Surprisingly, he can do that against LSU. <laughs> and he scrambled about 40 yards. How wide is the field, 50-some-odd from yeah. sideline to sideline? yeah. About 40 yards that he scrambled.
2: It was pretty funny. He was exhausted, I'm sure. He took it easy, too. He's like, oh, I got this. Yeah, it's a good throw. Get off me, bitch. Okay, <laughs> I got this. Here you go. Get you some of that. It's a really good throw. Yeah, it is. It's a dart. Jeff Cabrera, ninety 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, guys. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins. and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash jcs. Again, that's go to, uh, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash jcs. That's drinkag1.com slash jcs. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise.
1: The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Commons Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com.
2: seven o'clock Tom and myself will gather in front of the camera that sits atop my computer screen Tom will sit in front of his own computer screen with the camera that sits atop his and uh you guys will join us in the chat and you'll ask questions and we'll answer them for the most part I will crack a cold beer while we do that first of the week and will it be I don't know. a tall boy? I don't know yet. All right. I don't know what i gonna do yet. I haven't decided. I've got beer out in the garage fridge, which is where beer lives.
0: Oh, that's right. You have, in the last year since last football
2: season, added the garage fridge. A second garage fridge. The you fr- have two garage fridges? I've always had the one garage fridge, which oh. is really kind of a freezer more than it is. It's for the, the meats and such um, that sit out there. But this is a classic fridge fridge, and that is the... A uh, beer fridge, amongst other things, but, m- but lots of different like kinds. Sports drinks for the boys. And yeah, the waters. Back, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. right. Well, stuff after I get done mowing a lawn, where you walk into the garage rather than the house while you're pouring sweat. You're like, oh, look at that, look at that. I've got my yeah. sports drinks there. Good stuff. It's one of the simple pleasures in life. Is the garage fridge? The garage fridge fridge is important. Every self-respecting man will have themselves a garage fridge. Uh, yeah. Anytime I went to a house party and. In-
0: High school, a little early for it, I know, but college certainly. If it was running low,
2: the garage. Me and my friends would
0: inspect to see if there was a garage fridge, perhaps.
2: Yeah, love the garage fridge. It takes a if there's a special place in your heart for the garage fridge that stands above the actual house fridge, and you would think the house fridge is probably like, "What the hell, man? I service the whole house. I'm so important. Look in here. There's yogurt. There's cheese. There's milk. There's lunch meat." There are a variety of drinks and juices and the like. There's a big thing of OJ over here. Look at this. And then up top, in my own freezer right here, I've got waffles. I've also got some frozen dinners that the kids use. Why am I devalued? Why do you have such a love for the garage fridge who sits out there like a bump on a log, doesn't help the family on a regular basis, and only houses alcohol? And then I go, there's your answer. And then me? And the home fridge, the house fridge, are done talking. I go oh, back out yeah. there to the garage fridge. Well,
0: that uh, that garage fridge might have a reserve of maybe some waffles in case the there's
2: a reserve. Yeah,
0: there's the, a, yeah. The lads use too many of them. Hey, I, I want my emergency waffle fund.
2: Those blueberry waffles, you really can't go. You can't go bad with no. those. They're just fantastic. Who can go wrong with a blueberry waffle? Also, having kids has led me back down to my original love: the path to uh, Pop Tarts.
0: Still haven't had one.
2: It's disgusting to hear.
0: When was that Best Stuff bit from? Like eight years ago?
2: Yeah. I, I still Man. can't believe you haven't had one. Well, I'm going to make it to 40, I guess. I'm going to get you more Pop-Tarts than you've ever thought of, apparently. Um, yeah, no, there's there's plenty. Of... What's the best flavor? Well, now, this is a oh, hotly contested uh, you know, conversation between Pop-Tart lovers. You're one of two kinds of Pop-Tart lover, okay? First of all, do you like the frosted Pop-Tarts? That would be a a non-starter. So if I'm going to have a Pop-Tart,
0: it would be the other category.
2: Okay, that's correct. I'm with you on this. I don't love the frosted Pop-Tarts. I can eat them, but I don't like them. I think they're unnecessary. So I like the clean version of a Pop-Tart. And I don't know. I'm still a a classic strawberry guy. A lot of people like blueberry. But raspberry is delicious, Brian. You're not wrong on that. It is delicious. But I'm a no frosting guy. Agreed. Unfrosted brown sugars, quality, and all that. You see, I think we're catching in, uh, catching up on a trend here. Cinnamon. Blueberry, raspberry, strawberry, cinnamon. The apple, that's the apple cinnamon's really good too. I don't I, I don't want Panama and we're not doing frosted. So you see what I'm saying here? But the kids have done this for me. The kids have led me back down that. I hadn't had them in like 30 years, and then, then you had kids, and the next thing I knew, we were all eating Pop-Tarts again. It's a simple pleasure. It, just, it, it feels like because it's, it's breakfast, you have it in the morning? Is that right? I don't. I don't eat them all like that often. Sweets off. for there's, breakfast? There's, I just no, don't. I don't do that. No, I That's don't do that. Strange. I'm a snack guy. I'll do a snack every now and okay. again. Yeah. yeah. Middle of the afternoon, Pop Tart is the best Pop Tart. Like, it's not the morning Pop Tart. No, no. I know everybody. I also do not toast my Pop Tarts. Lots of people do. I do not toast mine. People like the, you
0: know, the chocolate pancakes. P. Right? Simpson.
2: There it is. Any time of day, Tom.
0: <laughs> the chocolate, you know, chip pancakes. You know, people are thrilled for that. Yeah, not me.
2: I, I'm not. Yeah. Give me the regular pancake. There's a time for well, chocolate. Blu- it it blu- is not... Blueberry pancakes. Blueberry-infused pancake. I don't yeah. like pancakes, period. But if I'm going to eat a pancake, it needs to have some blueberries in it. I think once
0: a year. Or top have-
2: it with strawberries. Yeah. And whipped cream. You know, like whipped cream? Whipped it's, cream? It's like a fast food hamburger. Like, once a year,
0: I just get this craving. For, for a
2: Big Mac or something? I, I or never a, or have fast food Double hamburgers. quarter pounders? I no, will always
0: have a chicken sandwich. That's not even like a plug. Yeah. Like, but once a... Like, no, it's... um. Well, they don't advertise, but they're not a threat to our friends at Zaxby's. Different category. Whataburger. Specifically a Whataburger. You just get the hankering for oh, one? buddy. Once a year. And it is delightful. But that's only Will you time.
2: allow yourself a giant Whataburger after a big win against Clemson on you set? You know? <laughs> now, here's the thing. I know we've got a lot of
0: Gestapo for color people here, you know, in terms of what we're wearing. This is red, by the way, folks whataburger's colors are clemson's so that is one weird situation what i where i'd say i don't know that i would go to the orange and white place to go get some food after clemson is it apropos that you eat from something that is yeah that logo? oh yeah
2: you vanquish yeah you vanquish yeah. them yeah. so you yeah. can the, go there yeah it's like uh, you're killing and eating the 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 warriors uh, that you take down in a, okay. a in an ancient fight oh, ancient battle okay you're on board with that I assume then. their souls Might be some jalapenos and bacon on the burger. Sure. Throw that in there with their human flesh. Mm. (laughs) It's a great smell, isn't it? It's
0: a great smell.
2: Tessa asks a real question while we get caught up in the love of Pop-Tarts. Jeff, does Clemson have a better offensive line than Boston College? If so, will the defensive line struggle again? Hey, that's a good question for a couple of reasons. BC's offensive line's not terrible. It's not terrible. And they actually have a guard that's really good and going to play in the league. Now, they did lose a player in this game. But I don't think their offensive line is necessarily better than Clemson's. In fact, I don't think it is better than Clemson's. But here's the good news, Tessa. I don't think we struggled against Boston College offensive line, A, quite to the degree, as a lot of people think, because of the explosive rate we gave up on third and fourth down. Traditional downs, rundowns, we dominated. The traditional running game was non-existent. There were a couple of short yardage plays that pissed people off. It's the
0: antithesis of... Oh, I'm
2: going to give you one right now. Okay. And this is where I was specifically mad at Adam Fuller. How the... You know, I almost said it. Because I was legit mad. That fourth down that they go for, the the first one, is it? We come out of a timeout. And yeah. we don't have anybody over the center. And we're mm. shading in the three gap. And out, I mean, the uh, the B gap outside with the the three shade technique. That, what are we doing? That was ridiculous. You just gave him the first down. And it was out of a timeout.
0: That's not about relative toughness of our defensive no, line. Stupid and is offensive. what it is.
2: And that yep. infuriated me. Now, okay, everybody makes mistakes. Shouldn't happen out of a timeout. Really weird. But LSU's offensive line is good. Yeah. LSU's offensive line is better than both these offensive lines. There you go. Florida State dominated LSU's offensive line. So equating the struggles against Boston College to that of further struggles against a better offensive line that Clemson may bring to the table Saturday is not necessarily a fair
0: Yes, because it does not account for LSU and their aptitude up front.
2: And it doesn't account for when we're healthy and not sick and have all of our personnel like we did in that game in which we dominated their offensive line. So, okay. That's why every game is unto itself. Sets of circumstances change. Health changes. Mood, location, weather Scores, they all, these things matter. That's why you can't go by, uh, you know, traditional statistics anymore. Like, we now know there are better ways of assessing what an offense is or what a defense is as opposed to just looking at a score or or yardage. Total defense, like, you know, that
0: we're in the hundreds right now in time. I think we're 101st right now. That's a stupid stat. Yeah. Agreed. Especially this small of a sample size. But doesn't it
2: take into account explosive plays, quality of competition, score of the game, uh, any of that, yes.
0: Yes, Yes. it's explosive plays against. Now, I thought... We're giving up too many of those. I thought this year we would give up more of them, but we would get more of them going the other way. The second category has been adequate but not great, in explosive plays for the defense. I think that'll get better as the season goes along, but... However you slice it, this is where I think a total stat is still damning one way or the other. If Boston College goes for 400 plus yards, I don't care how they got there. You do,
2: you do, you absolutely
0: do care how they got there. No, not if it's that offense. I think you do. How the hell do they get to? If okay, I'll I'll allow for if you're up by 30 points and they rack up 250 in the second half. Yeah, but this wasn't that. No, but
2: you're up by 21 with the ball about to be with the ball and blow them out. It's circumstances matter. Score, time, place, they all matter. It's a better way of assessing than just saying we gave up 400 and something yards. It even matters within that game, Tom, because we dominated first and second down. And they also couldn't just run the ball traditionally. Right. So how you give up those yards matters.
0: I, I'm not saying it doesn't. What I'm saying is that you can, with that offense, against this defense, still amass 400 plus yards. I don't care how you got that there. That shouldn't happen. But again,
2: that's, I think...
0: Yes, that's my point. It should I mean, come on. Shouldn't happen.
2: Yeah. But even you say, and rightfully so, had we done that when the score what's what would you feel better if it was thirty eight to ten when they began to amass all that yardage? Because I would. I, I would mean, feel
0: better if um we're not at halftime, concerned about basic things. Oh well before. that now that's a different discussion. That's that's <laughs> that's a different discussion. Yeah. Well, look, I mean you could say that uh roughly you just take three explosive plays early in the game, mm-hmm. two where we don't cover somebody, one goes for a touchdown, and then one of the first third longs. That's 100-plus yards on one uh, in three plays, right? Like, it's just an absurd amount of yardage in three plays. You're averaging 30 yards. Those are chunks. That's not something that, you know, is representative of our dominance down for down. It's still Thomas Castellanos. It's still that offense. Mm. It's not Jaden Daniels going for 300 in the first half with those receivers. I can understand that. Counterpunch coming. Counterpunch delivered. Haymaker counterpunch delivered.
2: Good job. It's those dudes. Come on, fellas. Uh, I want to answer this question Chris asks, and then we got to do probables. Do we see Blake Nicholson play for third and long plays this game's this game to cover uh, the running backs out of the backfield? Well, I, I think cover in general. Uh, maybe, maybe. It's so early to play that kid, but let's not pretend like we haven't seen him put on the weight and the size requisite to be on the field, and we have evidence that he can diagnose and make the correct decisions in coverage. I think think he's going to play this year. Maybe not Saturday. I think we're going to see him play a little bit more, and maybe sooner than we thought. I think he's fast-tracking in the right direction, Tom.
0: Yeah, agreed. Look, I know Deloach made some mistakes on Saturday, but he made a lot of plays. And so I think he'll be out there more. I don't think you're going to have a drive start to finish with Lundy and Graham out there. Well,
2: you don't? You don't think so?
0: No. You don't think you'll have Lundy and Graham out well, there? <laughs> and that's the other thing. That's a 10-10 ball game when that happens. I know. You know, it wasn't 31-10 to when we decided yeah. to put him out there. It was 10-10. to Yeah.
2: Come on, man. <laughs> oh, my consternation. As I watch that play out, Um, Power Mill Sports, Power Mill Training Academy, PowerMillSports.com is where you want to go. Get your uh, young daughter or son involved in uh, bat to ball sports. It's a lot of fun. Softball and baseball can be, but they do need to be equipped with the proper technique and skills, foundational skills that help every player get the most out of their playing ability. Get that done at Power Mill Sports, PowerMillSports.com. Cue it up, sir. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? One minute. Overlooked in all this football frenzy is baseball down the stretch has gotten to be awesome. It's 4-4 Philadelphia and Atlanta in the ninth inning. Aaron Nola, Bryce Elder, 3-2 Cincinnati, Minnesota. That's not enough in game. Bailey, Auburn, Hunter, Green, 12-1 Washington leads the White Sox. Doesn't matter. Why am I talking about Boston and Texas? 6-4 Texas. Orioles-Astros, they're in the third. That game is one to nothing. Baltimore. The Astros have fallen off a cliff all of a sudden. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Later on tonight, Mariners-Athletics, George Kirby, Hope, Joey Estes. We got Giants-D-backs, Logan Webb, Merrill Kelly, Rockies-Padres, Chase Anderson, Seth Lugo, Angels-Rays, Reed Detmers and Aaron Savali. That's it. That's all. Good job out of you, Tom. Good job, Director Matthew. There are other games. We can't get to them. Tonight, 7 o'clock. Ask us anything. Peace.